This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello, and welcome to our Daily Dose podcast, covering all about day-to-day global affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney. Hello and good evening to everyone in today's Daily Dose podcast. And in Wednesday's special Daily Dose podcast, we touch base upon this critical theme of global economy and business. And underneath this particular theme, we have chosen a very important element to discuss about the key influence of BRICS in the 21st century today. And to have this great and insightful discussion with me, we are joined today with Shubham Beth, who is the brand ambassador of Ultimate Global Podcast. And also, he's studying Masters of Commerce at UNSW Sydney. So, it's a great way to discuss about something related to what you have been doing, uh, Shubham, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, yes, Saurabh. And I love to be on the show anyway. Uh, because the thing is that... Um, BRICS is one of the major players in the world at the moment. The country is all aligned together. They can play a very important role in shaping the future of all the economies. So it definitely is very insightful when you come and talk about uh, BRICS and what the influence is in the global economy. Um, just to give a brief about BRICS to the people who might not be knowing, because unless and until we don't look at the history, we cannot tell about the present and the future. So BRICS is actually the acronym which is consisting of these five emerging nations of Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And this term was, uh, was uh, into existence in 2001 by the Goldman Sachs economist Jim O'Neill, where he came up with this acronym of BRIC. And his claim was that by 2050, these countries will be dominating the global economy. South Africa was, in fact, added 10 years down the line in 2010 to complete the acronym of BRIC to BRICS. And the main reason for these countries to emerge so fast, Shubham, is uh, we know we are coming from India and also, you know, these countries that they have low labor costs and there is somehow these favorable demographics and an abundance of natural resources in these countries, which really make these countries favorable, favorable economies for the growth of not only these countries, but also the entire world, isn't it? Definitely. Uh, when you look at the um, statistics and when we talk about low labor costs, right? not every country, uh, to be very honest, has that low labor cost. It's mainly uh, India, China, um, Brazil to some extent, uh, but not really Russia and South Africa. They don't really have very low labor costs compared to the other three countries, right? But uh, the main reason for such a low labor cost is also, again, uh, because of the high population that we have, right? To some extent, when you look at it, it also um, touches based on the thing that often because of such a high population, the value of human capital is demolished. And that's one of the reasons probably because that's the reason uh, that they have such low labor costs and so many companies come there and uh, they get their work done at uh, really, really uh, low prices. So, uh, you know, go, go ahead, go ahead, please. No, absolutely. Like what you are saying is that, and this was the main 
hypothesis when BRICS was founded in 2001 that when the Goldman financial economist was also looking at the formation of BRICS and the future of BRICS, he pointed out that these countries can in fact grow faster than the group of seven countries which consist of Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, UK and the US. At that point of time in 2002, the economy, the world economy was growing at 1.7%. But he predicted that if these countries can come together and form an alliance, not completely a European Union kind of an alliance, but some sort of an economic alliance where they can have policies which are focusing towards the growth of their countries together. And that's what we always say that, right? When similar kind of countries or similar kind of individuals come together, they form a great synergy for others and the society. No, definitely, Saurabh. Uh, if you look at the graphs and the statistics uh, on the economic level, uh, when you look at the GDP based on purchasing power parity, or you look at the global investment levels uh, that they have on infrastructure, just breaks itself. Uh, even when the entire world, uh, the G7 has been falling down, BRICS has been rising when it comes to purchasing power parity. And when it also comes to the share of global investments in infrastructure, BRICS alone provides around 41% of investments in infrastructure as of 2021. And this investment is expected to rise more than 42% by 2030, which is not far away. So just like that, if you look at these stats itself, uh, you can see what the power of these few countries are. Some people talk about uh, India and China being the superpowers. I think BRICS is already a superpower, if you look at it. And these countries, when they move forward ahead, there's a lot more changes that are going to take place. Absolutely. And, you know, considering uh, a really great future for these countries we might also have to look at those key problems which were pointed out in the latest summit the 13th BRICS summit which was organized last week on 9th of september and it was hosted by prime minister modi in india um, and it also had the presence of other prime ministers like the russian prime minister Vladimir putin chinese president xi jinping south african president cyril ramaphosa and brazilian's president jair bolsonaro and each of those prime ministers actually and presidents also pointed out towards these issues, you know, the trending issues of uh, U.S. troops being withdrawn from Afghanistan and how it can impact the, these neighboring countries as well. And in fact, uh, Prime Minister Modi also pointed out towards this fact that there needs to be a counterterrorism plan in place, especially for these neighboring countries, because this can also be a threat for the economies including India and obviously Russia, China as well. Absolutely, Saurabh. Uh, but you look at it, the thing is that uh, inside BRICS itself, uh, even with all the alliances that the, the countries have, there's still a lot of uh, political negotiations going on, right? Um, if you look at the tensions between uh, India and China when it comes to the border securities itself, it's a lot. And it constantly escalates and de-escalates, but definitely it is still there. So even with all the things and even the different approaches that they've taken to Taliban and how they've interacted with them, uh, 
it is very difficult to say whether uh, that counter terrorism plan will be in place very soon or is it going to take place or even how is going to take place what what do you think about that in that respect absolutely you know i'm i was i was reading yesterday about vladimir putin's statement on the issue of afghanistan where he was pointing about this fact that you know countries like afghanistan have become a source of drug trafficking and terrorism and because of which you know there needs to be a key emphasis and uh, on the humanitarian situation in afghanistan because it can also become a source of threat for other countries as well uh, though he neglected the key historical facts of 1979 and others you know we are not going to go into those facts because we have hmm. a good, we are going to have that discussion tomorrow when we will be joined by mariam on this topic of afghan afghanistan one month on on this podcast but what i mean to say is you know these are the critical issues which needs to be looked at before we actually think of reaching our targets there was another critical discussion um in yes in last week's uh, brick summit which talked about the covid-19 crisis we all know that uh, the current covid-19 crisis can only be solved if there is an equality in terms of the vaccination process and brics actually came up uh, the brazilian president jair bolsonaro uh, pointed out that there needs to be a collective response to the covid-19 so that the countries can achieve their targets of getting vaccinated as soon as possible isn't it no definitely to be if you if you ask me for a personal opinion uh, i'd say that every country needs to have a plan and uh, some and most of the countries do have a plan a lot have achieved some really great vaccination rates even if you look at australia at the matter uh, for that matter within a very short span of time we've achieved really nice uh, vaccination rates now coming back to countries like india russia all the brick countries even they are on a very um, good stand if you ask me a 10% vaccination rate for india is almost uh, more than 100 million right which is more than half of the country a lot of the countries around the world more than the population of that so you cannot compare these vaccination rates uh, idly with other countries but definitely a plan and structure that would help uh, collaborate with other countries as well is definitely necessary absolutely and why are we talking about the covid-19 today just for the audience because you know these are the issues like covid-19 solidarity to come together in vaccinating people the issue in afghanistan um because these were the issues which were discussed last week in brics and that's why those leaders made this a, a, an agenda for brics because they also thought that these issues can be the future of their economies in the coming one year if the covid-19 situation is not solved as soon as possible it is going to further derail their economies we all know what kind of effect covid-19 has had on the economies and on the brics um how do you think shubham can the brick economies actually come together uh you know according to your perspectives uh in solving this covid-19 crisis and thus you know making a path for their economies considering the factors that we touched based upon like they have uh, the low labor cost and they are in they are very attractive markets for the uh, world everybody wants to come to india everybody wants to come to china for investment isn't it 
absolutely um i think uh, when you when we talk about uh, a roadmap towards economic recovery sort of it is very important to consider several other factors as well because on a world economic level uh, the world political level as well it's not just not brics but there are other countries involved in them but definitely an alliance between these countries itself can open different doors for the countries to prosper within themselves like having different uh, i'd say uh, even setting up manufacturing units in a way that okay some production uh, uh takes place in one country another part of the production takes place in another country right and having them assembled in properly a third third country itself that is economic empowerment for all the three countries at once and that's where uh, when we talk about uh, how the economies and the of these countries have been um, affected majority of the effect has been on small and medium sized industries and businesses right so the focus should be on developing these first because That's when from the from from the lower level when you start developing these automatically the entire economy sets in a path of recovery yeah absolutely i totally agree with you on that shubham that how important it is for the countries to understand that there is always a win win situation in these scenarios um as was rightly pointed out by president xi jinping where he was looking at the legacy of brics in the last 15 years since it was formed in 2006 and in fact the annual uh, the annual conferences that they have every year it actually started in 2009 um i was thinking that it started in 2006 but when i read yesterday that it was the it was only the 13th summit annual summit that happened last year and if we look at the path of brics moving forward we definitely have a great future for these economies considering those factors and considering Absolutely. you know the, the kind of talent we have in these countries is enormous brics nations they have definitely played you know a key role in uh, world's economy not only as producers of goods but also as potential consumer markets uh, for the developed countries and they are continuously improving on with their economies they have got these visionary targets india has definitely set a visionary target of becoming uh, the next superpower in terms of the gdp um and we know about prime minister modi's great vision um we'll be looking at that as to how he moves forward with that but you know i always appreciate world leaders if they have at least set up a vision for their countries you know a road map for their countries um, but also these world leaders also must look at how well they can implement you know that vision and the difficulties that they might face on their way isn't it chibol definitely saurabh um, when we talk about the road map for brics uh, ahead uh, we also need to take into account uh, how the new development bank which is a part of brics itself also plays a very important role in this entire factor they have been financing uh, all the brics countries right and the infrastructure projects and development projects almost finances up to more than 10 billion dollars have gone through yet right probably in russia uh, there has been transportation uh, uh, sorry in russia there was uh, recently they in uh, an approximately 20 uh, 2016 if i'm not wrong Sorry, 2017. Yes, 2017. A, a, a sovereign loan of 460 million US dollars were provided to Russia to support the judicial system. 
right? To Brazil, they had provided approximately three hundred million dollars in twenty nineteen to develop the transport infrastructure. Similarly to India, they had provided certain for major road constructions. China has been a major player as well, and approximately two billion dollars of loan have been provided to China as well. And even more, just to finance their sustainable development goals, which is a huge, huge mark when it comes to SDGs, right? And the pattern, if you see every project that uh, the New Development Bank has been financing for the BRIC nations, is always connected to SDGs too. So that's how they're also achieving, if not all, some of their sustainable development goals. In the short and the long run, and yeah. don't you think it is really important uh, that just as a model, it should be accepted by other countries as well when they are financing and refinancing loans? That's true. That's true. And if you look at you know these uh, four C's, which were uh, pointed out by Prime Minister Modi last week, where he said these principles of BRICS at the rate fifteen cooperation for continuity consolidation and consensus and how important are these four c's in taking bricks forward it's you know if you are not on the same consensus if you have not consolidated all the stakeholders uh, including you know the entities outside bricks as well like the european union you have got these group of seven nations uh, you have got other entities and these entities can have these interlinks between them so that they can focus on the development of each of these entities at the same time. Um, we were also, um, you know, talking on the other day on how this, you know, alliances in South Asia can also work together. Um, considering if they if they forget about the divides that they have between those countries, but if that alliance actually comes together in South Asia, we can see that region growing faster in the coming years. You know, instead of just focusing on the narrow lines that they have created uh, due to the historical events that happened post-1947. Um, it's just up to them, you know, how they view their economic situation. Because in the 21st century, from a broader point of view, if you have to, you know, come your, you know, take your countries or eradicate your countries uh, out of hunger, poverty, and make your population educated, open up those healthcare facilities, you need that kind of cooperation, isn't it? Definitely. I believe uh, we're living in the 21st century, right? like you rightly pointed out, and most of the uh, issues are today resolved by dialogue. right? And that is one major thing that we need to consider. Even if the world is heavily armed, every country has certain kind of weapons that they have in their arsenal, right? And uh, but they are not going to use it, not all of them. It is just a show of power as to who has how much, and that is what is used for dialogue as well. When you dialogue, you always like, as you also like, it's one on one negotiations, right? When we talk about uh, these things, and there should be a common ground where they both meet and say that, okay, this is where both of us win. And this is how we can go ahead. But again, when it comes to this, it needs to be from both the parties. It cannot be one sided. 
Absolutely. And these are the three pillars, you know, diplomacy, dialogue and economy, how these three are going together at the same time by also making sure the point that you said that you should be able to create a value for both the parties so that they are ready for the alliance, not only the alliance, but also ready to move forward in a way that such an alliance is meager, is you know able to make a significant impact uh, through economic progress of those countries. Um, well, for today's daily dose, I have, we might end today, but definitely we will be having more such discussions. Um, and anybody who is also watching us from UNSW Sydney, uh, just to tell you that we have a very exciting September week going on at UNSW Sydney. So feel free to you know go to the pages of UNSW and check out what's going on exciting. Uh, one of my friends, Madhav, um, at UNSW has been a great ambassador for the September week where they talk about the different issues um, related to sexual health and what the students might need to be aware of while they transition to a new country at such an age because this is a very delicate age for the students where they might end up taking some wrong steps. So good uh, please go and check out their pages and um, feel free to contact uh, my friend Madhav uh, who might be watching this daily dose uh, thank you so much Shibum for attending today's daily dose podcast uh, we hope to see you again absolutely Saurav. thank you so much for having me it was lovely being here today thank you